You know, just when you thought Joe Biden's campaign couldn't get any worse, enter Hunter. <laughs> What's up? What's up? This is Marquez Saves the Republic. Man, I know. I know Joe misses his son Bo a lot, but on days like yesterday, he probably misses his son Bo a lot, a lot. A lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. We'll get into that story here in just a minute. If you missed what happened yesterday, right after I recorded the podcast almost, it was like we recorded the podcast in the morning. We put it out there into the into the atmosphere for everyone to enjoy. And then all of a sudden, bam, the black SUVs roll up in front of the Capitol building. They rumble to a stop. The media converges on the front SUV. Hunter Biden in his best suit and tie and still had a little five o'clock shadow, which I don't know how you get five o'clock shadow at six o'clock in the morning, but or 10 o'clock in the morning, but whatever. Uh, he wanders out, and with his prepared, pre-written speech, he begins to bash congressional Republicans and slam James Comer and Jim Jordan and and make a, a bold announcement that he will not, he will not uh, stand for the closed-door deposition. He will not appear in front of the congressional committees and answer the questions that they demand as part of the investigation into his father's corruption and potential impeachment um, and then he got in a car and he left, <laughs> which, but not before he said some things, which I think are more damaging to his father than they were helpful. Uh, like I said, we'll get into that here in just a minute. A couple things I wanted to share. The first one is that, um, the first one is that I was a little late uh, to the, uh, to the ball game today and the ball game being the podcast. I don't know why I just call it a ball game. There's, there's no balls here. I mean, there's some, but you know what? Never mind. It, it, I was a little late today because I had to go and ship packages to my relatives in Canada. Now, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> I was born in uh, Canada and I moved here when I was eight years old and I stayed and my whole family was here. But over the years, I have a sister who went back for, I don't know why she did that. And my father, who'd been here most of his life, recently went back. Uh, he said for the free health care, but he doesn't ever go to the doctor. So I don't know. I don't know why he'd move back either. Um, but, you know, it's, it's and I don't know why anyone would choose to live in a communist country. Most people flee communism, but they chose to go there and, and live under a tyrannical dictatorial rule of Justin Trudeau and have at it. I stayed here and, you know, I'm a citizen of this country. And I, I already told you about how I had to skin the beaver and burn the, the, the pile of maple leaves and um, wrestle a moose. And then I, I was able to denounce my Canadian citizenship, uh, citizenship and become a full-fledged American. But at holiday times, it's a real pain in the booty because... There's gifts and cards and that and the other, and you got to send them to Canada. And even though Canada is like, for example, they live in a place called Windsor, Ontario, which if you're familiar with the map is south of Detroit. It's really weird. It's like Detroit kind of hangs over uh, north of Canada. And it, it, so in order to get to Windsor, you have to fly to Detroit and get this drive south into Canada. So bizarre, but that's the way it is. Um, so anyway, they, they live there and it's really, it's even closer to, it's really closer to where I live now than Detroit, but you've got to fill out forms and pay taxes and there's tariffs and there's, you got to itemize everything and they need, it's just a pain in the butt. So a couple years ago, I, uh, I found out, here's a trick. If you have to send stuff to people in Canada, um, here's a trick, go to Canadian websites and order the stuff there and they'll ship it from Canada. It, Canada, it, Canada has their own Amazon, which is great. You go to amazon.ca and so for years, I was uh, I was just shipping stuff from Amazon. I'd go to Amazon.ca, type in something for my dad, send it to him. It got there in a couple of days because it was being shipped from Canada. I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to go to the post office. I didn't have to worry about tariffs or taxes or duty or whatever that other crap is that's just basically them trying to steal money from me. Uh, well, this year, my wife decided that we needed to send my father new photos of the kids. 
because he took a picture of where he was living and she realized the last time we sent him photos, the kids were like four. <laughs> and now they're like, you know, almost in college. So she goes, he needs new photos. And I was like, oh, that means we're going to have to. So she got frames. And but anyway, it was a big pain in the butt. And um, but I told her, I said, great, we're sending. These are the last photos they're getting. He's getting these photos of the teenage kids. And that's it, because I'm not sending any other other crap to candidates too much. Of it. If it's not on Amazon.ca, then it's not it's not going their way. Um, anyway, so that's just that's a little helpful hint from the Marquet show. And Marquet saves the Republic. A little helpful hint. Speaking of shipping, today is the last day that I feel comfortable telling you to order the untold story of Christmas um, for it to get there before uh, Christmas. Actually, tomorrow is. But today, for sure. Today, I'm I'm 100% sure if you order your copy of the untold story of Christmas, if you have not already, then we can uh, package it up today. We can get it in the mail and it'll get to you before the holidays. If you wait till tomorrow, I'm confident, but I'm not 100% confident. I'm like, 84% confident that if you wait, and if you wait till Monday, dude, it's 50, 50, it's a coin toss. Uh, you know, they're already, everyone's already slowing down because of all the packages that are going back and forth. So I would say if you have not yet received your copy of the untold story of Christmas, if you have not yet ordered your copy of the untold story of Christmas, today's the day to do it. Go to the untold story of Christmas.com. Have it in hand for next week when we uh, share with you, well, you know, the untold story of Christmas, the untold story of Christmas. Dot com to guarantee delivery by Christmas Day. All right. So, oh, wait a minute. Before we get to Hunter, there's one more thing I wanted to tell you. Let me take a sip of my coffee. One of my favorite things in the, one of my favorite days in American history is um, is the day is December 16th. And December 16th, for those of you that don't know, is the anniversary of the Boston Tea Party, which is one of my favorite events in the entire history of the United States of America, there's a lot of great events in the United States of America in our history. You know, a lot of uh, folks like, you know, uh, a lot of people like, you know, VE Day, VJ Day, a lot of folks like, you know, certain other events that the moon landing, if you believe in that kind of stuff, people are into that. Uh, but the Boston Tea Party is one of my favorite events. I think it's one of the most American events in history because, A, it was a bunch of drunk dudes <laughs> in the middle of winter. Rip getting so hammered and so pissed off at the taxes that, you know, the, the stamp act and the tea tax and everything else and the, all the paper goods that they were, that uh, King George was levying on them because he was angry. All of this, all these guys, they're at a bar one night, they're getting hammered. They decide to go out to the Boston Harbor. And I don't know if you've been to Boston in December, but it is not, it is not tepid. It is very frigidly cold, especially on the Harbor with the wind blowing out. And they dress up like Indians, which back then you could say Indians. Now you'd have to say they dress up like Native Americans or indigenous people. Uh, but they dress up like American Indians and they go out there and they spend hours, right? Like hours smashing open tea crates, taking hatchets to tea boxes, tossing it all into the harbor. I mean, just like hundreds and hundreds of these cases. The next morning, the whole place smells like English breakfast or Earl Grey or whatever. The whole water is dingy with bread. There's packing, there's crates and things just washed up on shore. The British guys are like, blimey, what happened here last night? What's going on, boy? And they, uh, and they never charge anybody. And then they didn't, they never found out what happened. They never found out who did it. They kind of did, but back in the day, you had to have two witnesses and they only had one because one guy, uh, you know, told, there's always one, there's always that one guy, right? There's always one guy who tells, but they couldn't find a second and you needed two witnesses to verify something. So they just let it go. 
And that has become one of the most monumental moments in American history and, and really one of the sparks that started the American Revolution. And so it's one of my favorite days to celebrate. Well, I had this big plan. We were going to do something on the air. We we're going to do something on, on the Marquee show at noon Eastern 11 Central. But it's on Saturday. December 16th is Saturday this year. So I'm thinking I may just do a special podcast to commemorate the I don't know what it is yet, but I think I'm going to do a special podcast. Maybe I'll wake up Saturday morning and I'll pour myself a cup of tea and I'll sit down in front of the microphone and recount some of the events of that day because it's just like it's it's the most American thing. This is this is how I imagine the Boston Tea Party. And again, I'm getting ahead of myself because it's the very first, in my opinion, or it's the most well-documented hold my beer moment in America. Because this is what, I, they're all in the pub. The Sons of Liberty are in the pub. And they're sitting there and they're just, man, that's tea tax. You know how dudes are. They sit around, they just complain. And they go, you know, if I, you know what I would do? You know what we should do is we should go out there. We should throw all that damn tea in the harbor. And one dude is like, hold my beer. And he gets up and the other one's like, what do you do? He's like, I'm going to go do that. Just what you just said. Screw, screw King George. He can, he can smoke a, you know what? And then all of a sudden, the Boston Tea Party. Yeah, that's what I, that's how I imagine it. It was really the very first hold my beer moment in American history, and it deserves to be celebrated. So we're going to do that. Uh, we'll do that on Saturday morning. So again, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Make sure you're listening to this podcast. Make sure you get alerts for this podcast, uh, because I'd love to I'd love to have you be part of that. All right. Let's get back to Hunter Biden. So, you know, Joe Biden, he's got it bad enough as it is. He's old. He's feeble. He's demented. He can't walk. He can barely talk. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't remember anything. His policies on top of that are horrible. It'd be one thing if you had this vegetable walking around the White House, but was in, who was enacting amazing policies that really helped the United States of America and American citizens. But he's not. He's got he's got the worst. Pol Bidenomics is a disaster. It's a catastrophe. He can't he can't command an, an army like there or a military like and like I mean it's he probably the worst military commander we've ever had. The borders overrun. You know all of the problems. Crime running rampant through the streets, fentanyl. The entire country has gone to poop. And it's Joe Biden's fault because of his policies. So when you take when you couple on the fact that he's mentally unstable, physically unfit, has horrible policies, and then you add in this corruption, all these corruption charges that the House of Representatives is uncovering. They're uncovering Biden corruption in his family, not just him, but his brother and his son. All of these things. It's a perfect storm for Joe Biden to lose an election in 2024, especially when he's running against somebody as powerful and well-liked and appreciated and experienced as Donald Trump. You know, it'd be different if he were running against if Joe Biden were running against Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis. Nobody really knows what Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis can accomplish on a national scale. But they do about Donald Trump. Donald Trump was president for four years, some of the, the most prosperous and peaceful uh, years of this country's history. So we know we got a pretty good idea. We know what a Donald Trump presidency is going to look like. And we know what a Joe Biden presidency looks like. And we choose Trump. And a lot of people who chose Biden last time are choosing Trump. And we've got the sound clips uh, to prove that. So the last thing they need is a distraction. The last thing they need is another negative to pour on the pile of these Democrats who are are already like, look, I cannot in good conscience put this old man back in office. He's already a he's already a catastrophe. Well, guess what? Enter Hunter Biden, who rolls into the Capitol building yesterday, as we mentioned earlier, hop, hops out of the SUV and says some of the dumbest things anyone could ever say 
in an effort. I don't know. I, they say he was trying to protect his father. He's not. He's 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 du- he's ducking under the umbrella. He's leaving the Biden plantation, and he's he's like, look, it's every man for himself. He knows the he sees the writing on the wall. But Hunter Biden is closer to his father than probably anyone. He knows this old man's almost almost gone. He knows there's not a lot of life left in that old in that old sack of bones. He knows any minute now this guy could shuffle off this mortal coil, and where does that leave him? So he's taking matters into his own hands. Listen to the; these are the two things he said yesterday that I think are the most that are the most important to understand uh, about the Hunter Biden Joe Biden business relationship. This was the first one. Let me state as clearly as I can: my father was not financially involved in my business. All right, that's pretty clear. That one's made the rounds. My father was not financially involved in my business not my father was not involved in my business not my father was in no way involved in my business my father my business no involvement whatsoever he didn't even know i was in business he just thought i was a crack smoking bum which i mean he was at one anyway uh but listen that's not what he said let me state as clearly as i can my father was not financially involved in my business financially involved my father was not financially involved in my business okay but was he involved in other ways did he help market your business did he have some kind of uh you know mentorship to your business did he and i don't know maybe fly you around the country and do introduce you to rich people who could give you lots of money for no reason whatsoever other than the fact that you're his son is that how he was involved in your business sure maybe he didn't touch the finances maybe he didn't touch the money maybe he never actually cashed a check that came directly from you but we all know how to get around things. We all know there's a difference between not financially involved and not involved. The other thing he said, which nobody really glommed onto, onto except for me, was this. They ridiculed my struggle with addiction. They belittled my recovery. And they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. He's a, devoted his entire public life to service. And that's important because as I, as I mentioned yesterday on the show several times, he didn't say he's devoted his entire life to public service. He said he's devoted his entire public life to service. And service could mean anything. It could mean servicing his bank account. could mean servicing himself or his family. Uh, he didn't say uh, public service is totally different. If you donate your entire life or dedicate your entire life to public service, that's one thing. But that is not what uh, what HB said. He has devoted his entire public life to service. He's invi- he's donated or he's dedicated his entire public life to service. Yeah, a lot. Of, uh, Taylor Swift donates her public life to service to the service of making billions of dollars for Taylor Swift. So that's an important distinction. And this is something that the Biden campaign ain't happy about. At Breitbart writes, Hunter Biden chaos could quote ruin things. For his dad's re-election bid, it is a, quote, unwelcome distraction. Uh, Hunter Biden's chaos with his father's re-election campaign is just one more communications problem with which the president's campaign staff must contend. Joe Biden's age, mental fitness, sluggish economy, seemingly sunk his approval ratings to historic lows. I have a pit in my stomach about it, a Democrat strategist who worked on Clinton's 2016 campaign told The Messenger about the chaos surrounding Hunter Biden. Uh, this Hunter story has the legs to ruin things for Biden, they added. Democrat strategist Brad Bannon told The Messenger, Joe Biden's son is just one more challenge facing the president's reelection campaign. 
Hunter Biden isn't the biggest political problem that his father faces, but the situation is an unwelcome distraction for an embattled president burdened by concerns about the economy and age. Plus, when you throw on top of this the fact that Hunter Biden decided not to go and get questioned by the committee, that I mean, that he could have just gone in, done his deposition, moved on slowly, and it may have not exacerbated the problem. But by defiantly standing in front of the Capitol and saying, screw you, Jim Comer, screw you, Jim Jordan, screw you, Republicans. I don't, you don't, you don't own me. I don't have to do what you say. Well, fun fact. That's what subpoenas are. Subpoenas actually tell you what you do, uh, what you do have to do. And you do have to report for them or you have to suffer the consequences. Well, maybe not if you're a Democrat. Maybe that's what he's banking on. Either way, though, had he gone peacefully and answered the questions behind a closed door, uh, this may not have been as big a deal for the, the Bidens. But now the question is, why wouldn't Hunter answer the questions? Why did Hunter want to be, uh, it would be deposed or questioned in a public arena? What is it that he's running from? Because look, if you run and hide, it means that you've got something to hide. And that's exactly what Hunter Biden did yesterday. Um, so we'll see how this unfolds. But the, the consensus is bad news for Joe Biden, who's already suffering horrible news. <laughs> I mean, this is, think about being a campaign strategist for Joe Biden. And you've got to go, what now? Wait, the kid didn't go to the deposition? Is he trying to kill us? Is he trying to destroy his father's reputation and his plans to be uh, reelected as president of the United States. It really is. It really is a little baffling. Donald Trump mentioned it, by the way, in Iowa. Uh, kind of. He, he talked a little bit about how horrible Joe Biden was and, and pinpointed again that not only is he dumb, but he's corrupt. During this holiday season, families all across America are struggling under the brutal weight of Bidenomics. You know, Bidenomics means a lot of bad things. This year alone, the typical American family is $7,500 poorer because Crooked Joe's globalist blunders and greedy betrayals have really hurt us badly. Joe Biden is a low IQ individual, and he is truly the worst, most incompetent and most corrupt president in the history of the yeah, in the history of the uh, the country. See, he's low IQ. He's incompetent. He's corrupt. Uh, you know, Donald Trump taking these mantles and running with it. And when you look at Hunter Biden's actions, when you look at what's already been uncovered by the committee, when you look at the answers that uh, Joe Biden has given, I've never been involved in my son's business. When you look at what Devin Archer said, which was Joe Biden was 100% involved in his son's business. When you look at what Hunter Biden said, saying Joe Biden was not financially involved in my business, the story keeps changing. And the more and more that the Republicans uncover the truth, the uh, more damaging it is to Joe Biden and to Hunter Biden. Um, and hopefully that will help down the road, the United States of America. All right, listen, thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget, if you would like the untold story of Christmas before Christmas, order today at the untold story of Christmas.com. We will, uh, we'll get out of the mail to you before the end of the day. Also, don't forget to like and share and subscribe to this podcast. If you're watching on Locals, thank you so much for being a supporter on Locals. And if you're not watching on Locals, just know you can go to markk.locals.com and watch this every single day because we've started to live stream it, meaning it's live and it's streaming on Locals uh, every single day that we record right around 8.30 a.m. But, you know, whatever. You could, or if you're a podcast person, just wait for the podcast because uh, we want to bring it to you and we want to make sure that you listen and we want to make sure that you get the info you need and you understand what's going on behind the scenes and you see the corruption firsthand and you know who's in it to help you and your family and your finances and protect your freedoms and who's out there to attack you and your family and your finances and take away your freedoms. 
it's getting clearer and clearer. But if it's not, don't worry, because we'll be here every single day to help you along the way so that you and me and all of us can save the republic.